Okay, people, it is day five. We're on day five, people, of the 64th London Film Festival. How about that, right? How about that? Man, today, cool. Today was a day. Went to see three goddamn films back to back. Man. Uh, you know, it's always fun to have one of those film days. It can definitely wear on you, but yo, this was great. And um, yeah, so there we go, people. We did that, and um, so you get to reap the benefits, people. So sit back and enjoy. Okay, so we start the day off. With One Night in Miami So this is um, Yeah, this is Regina King's directorial debut Right? Her first feature film And listen, we know Regina King from so many things Right? Started with Boys in the Hood Poetic Justice You know what I mean? Like, just crazy shit Like, Miss Congeniality <laughs> you know what I mean? But then we got great things. Friday, higher learning. Jerry Maguire. Right? Thin line between love and hate. How Stella got her groove back. Enemy of the state. Oh, she's been in so much stuff. Daddy Daycare, Legally Bond 2. Ray. How good was she in Ray? Right? So. Yeah, we we have Regina King that's just been around and now she's stepping behind a goddamn camera. Woo! That's right, people. The film was produced by Jess Wu Calder, Keith Calder, and Jody Klein. Uh so it's um Yeah, it was written by uh Kemp Powers. Kind of, you know, is based on his own theatre production, right? So he he was able to adapt his own work, which, yeah, you know, that's always a good look, right? Music is by Terence Blutchard, and cinematography is Tammy Riker. Uh, and the film, the film has got a cast and a half, man. Really does. So we have Kinsley Ben Adir, who plays Malcolm X. Ellie uh, Gory, he plays Cassius Clay, Muhammad Ali people. Adius Hodge, he plays Jim Brown. Leslie Odom Jr. plays Sam Cook. We got Lance Riddick as Brother Kareem. Nicolette Robson plays Barbara Cook. Michael Imperelli plays Angelo Dundee. Bo Bridges is Mr. Colton. Jackina Kalakango is Betty Shabazz. Jerome A. Wilson is Elijah Muhammad. Amadri D. Jackson is Elsie Cook. Aaron D. Alexander is Sonny Liston. Yeah, I mean, like, listen. This was a deep 
cast. Jerome Polk is Jackie Wilson. Christopher Gorham is Johnny Carson. Yeah, that's right, people. So the gist of the film is uh, this, right? So, you know, it's the imagined story of what followed... 22-year-old Muhammad Ali's 1964 victory over heavyweight champion Sonny Liston Sat ringside are Malcolm X, Sam Cooke and Jim Brown The film explores the personal and political conflicts faced by the men Balancing their public image in a world where the pin, the pinnacle of success for a black person was to be a sports person or an entertainer. Alongside their drive to fight for black liberation, the conversations that followed were not without conflict. And King's depictions of their lives apart from each other Is as much a testament to the strength of their character As it is the power of the film's thrilling narrative This was a meeting of minds on a historic night Together they were to become more than the sum of their parts Opening up the civil rights conversation Even as they acknowledge the backlash they faced So yeah There it is people Now we start the film Right You know So it mentions after the listen fight But we start the film in London You know So, so we got Cassius He's fighting uh, Henry Cooper So we have all of that Now I did Like it's funny because what happens is so like I think everyone knows the fight. You know, Clay is working Cooper, right? But um, you know, he gets caught, he goes down, you know, just as the bell, so he gets through and then wins. Um but it stops at the knockdown. And we, you know, it it kind of then fades out. So I was kind of thinking, oh, is this film like a fever dream that's meant to take place in that moment of time before it gets up and then wins? Like, what's happening? But no, right? So we have that. Uh, Then the film jumps to the Coca Cabana. And Sam Cooke is, you know, he's, uh, yeah. He's making his debut there. That is somewhere he wanted to play at forever. And so he gets his opportunity. Now, I think the way he wants to do it, it's not possible. And he's forced to go on, you know, with their band and doing it that way. And listen, right? It's not their audience. You know, because it's a room of white people. The only black people there are, you know, the waiting staff. Right, so you you have him in this room and everyone else is just like, ugh. You know, there's no no respect. No one even wants to give him the opportunity. You just, 
you know, we see tables whispering like, ugh, that other person sung it so much better. This is a travesty. I mean, people just walking out, walking out. And then we go, you know, it cuts. He's in the chain, the dressing room. And yeah, it wasn't a good, did not go well. Didn't go well at all. So then we jump to Jim Brown. And we see him go to this house. He knocks on the door. And he is... You know, he's greeted with adulation. This this young girl, she answers, and she's a bit like, yes. And he's like, oh, can you tell your dad Jim Brown is here? And she's like, oh, my God, it's Jim Brown. Oh, my God, it's Jim Brown. Ah, oh. You know, and so we have all of this. And then the guy comes out, and they're talking, and he's just like, oh, I'm so proud you live here. I tell everybody, and all of this, and I'm your biggest fan, and anything I can do. Bum, bum, bum. And then, um, yeah, he, the girl, who must be his daughter, she comes out and she's like, oh, remember to move the uh, cabinet. And so, you know, the guy, Mr. Colton, he gets up and he's like, all right, Jim, I'm going to go do this. And, you know, Jim's like, oh, do you want me to give you a hand, you know, as I'm here? And he's just like, oh, Jim, don't be silly. You know I don't allow in the house. And it's just, why are you just like, wait, what the fuck? Did motherfucker just say, what? And it's that, right? So we see these moments in all of our, you know, these characters' lives. And it's not going well. It's not going well. Oh, I mean, we also see Malcolm and, yeah, he's talking to Betty. And it's just the kind of situation with the nation of Islam. You know, the fact that things aren't going because he's seen the hypocrisy from Elijah Muhammad. Right. So it's just like, ugh, can't do this shit. But. If you leave, what the fuck's going to happen, right? So, yeah, we, 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 we've we seen all of their lives and their situations and the things that are plaguing them. But then we jump. So we jump to Miami. So we got Clay. He's in the swimming pool. He's getting photos taken. And, um, you know. We've got, uh, like, his corner talking to him, being like, ah, we don't like it that you're um, hanging out with Malcolm. You know, it's like this conversation with Angelo Dundee. It's like your sponsors don't really like it, right? And so we have all of this. Then we jump to... Um, yeah, then we jump to Sam, right, and, um, yeah, he's, uh, Hank, he's with his girlfriend, and he's singing, and all of this, so they're talking, and when we have the fight, no, 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 no. Then we have Malcolm, sorry, and he goes to Malcolm. And it's just all of these moments before the big fight with Sonny Liston, 
right? So it, it's meant to be giving you this kind of snapshot, right, into these moments, everything that leads to this thing. And I guess the relationships of the characters. We had the, the Liston fight, and then everything kind of goes on from there. And it's interesting, you know, because we get these really poignant moments, right? We have these moments between them, and they're talking, and it's just like, yeah, no, that's that's real, right? That, yeah, for real, that was a thing, and that was important. So we have all of this, these 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 moments, right? But then I feel there is always this thing when you have something that's been adapted from the theater because I don't know what it is, right? I've, I've seen it in um, Fences, you know, and just a few other things that it feels a bit like a theater production. You know, it doesn't feel like, you know, people are acting. It feels like they're reading these lines. You know, they're delivering to an audience. And you do get that sense a good few times throughout this film. Also, we... it's Some, some bits are kind of a little odd. Like, you get this sense that it's... It kind of feels like a caricature, like the boxing match, the first boxing match, and even the listen one. They, you know, it doesn't really feel like it's a boxing match. You know, it doesn't, yeah, it doesn't have that life of the, you know, a real boxing ring and everything. It's just like people pretending to box. So there is that, which is a bit like, uh, okay, like it's not like overly crazy, but it's just a little kind of weird element that does cause a little bit of a disconnect, right? And then the way some of them act, like I think... Malcolm is, because we've seen Malcolm adjust his glasses a lot, you know, you, you watch the old archival footage, and we see him do that, but we, we have it happening all the time, like, all the time, like, it is, it was an affectation that you saw sometimes, but in the film, to be like, yeah, it's Malcolm, he's always doing it, and like, you know, Clay is always... I look so pretty, I'm so pretty, and just that, and you kind of think, alright, yes, he was a showman, he says it, you know, in front of the press, but would he always be doing it with friends, I don't know, I don't know, but at times it felt like, maybe you're going a little too hard on it, like, maybe a little too hard, you know, and it's interesting because now we we see other things like we see um, the change of the name, 
So we have that moment Right Which is something we know Like this is a big thing we know And we also know What happens next Right We know that You know Muhammad Ali Then kind of Ostracised Malcolm You know He held him at arm's length He didn't really See him that much Once he really got in With uh, Yeah The nation And so that's kind of Odd Because it doesn't really Give us that Like we see the name change And we see this other stuff But we don't have Then this You know The fallout from that Right We see um, And it's like this stuff with Sam Sam and Malcolm talking about like the power they have, you know, the power for change, which I think that's really interesting. Because it is that thing and it is that conversation. It's like, what do you do? Right? When you're in a certain position, because we see people in this certain position at times, and it's just like, should they be talking? Should they be doing this thing? Right, and some people do, some people don't, or some people do it at certain times, like you know, right now, it, it like this film speaks to this moment because of everything that's been going down, right? And you think about it because Lewis Hamilton has been very vocal about Black Lives Matter and you know, the racial divide in Formula One. But Lewis Hamilton has also been in Formula 1 for a long-ass time. And he's had the power in Formula 1 for a long-ass time. And hasn't done anything about it. Right? So it's that kind of thing where... When do you do something? Right? When do you use your voice? When's it too late? Right? What, this, this is a very big question... That, hey, there's a load of people that have got very different opinions on it So we see all of this But then, you know Even though people talk about certain things There's something else that they hold in their heart And we see that as well But then, you know, more like we see this great moment Because, you know, you, you do see this conflict in Malcolm you know, that he he, he he cares about his friends And, you know, he reflects on this moment about Sam That, yeah, that was, you know, that was a great part of the film You know, just this thing in, in uh, Boston That worked, that was great You know, so we see all of this So it is interesting, right? It's an it's an interesting film. It's got a powerful ending. You know, we get some good ca- we get some really nice camera work. Though, you know, King she does a lot of in close work, right? And she zooms in, and so that brings you into the conversation. It kind of brings you into the fold. You know, it helps with that intimacy of the moment. 
So yeah, some nice shots like that Some really nice kind of circular shots You know, going around the group Things like that Yeah, we we have some really nice shots like that You know, that work The boxing fight You know, the boxing Although, like, you, we do get some interesting shots there But, you know, it, it doesn't really bring you into the fight so that's a shame. I mean, maybe I would have probably used cameraman from the sport to kind of capture that, to to give us those elements. Because it, you know, it, it, as I said, it did feel a little bit off. But um, yeah, we we did get some really nice stuff, you know. So. It's an interesting film and I think it's it's you know it's got its flaws but you know I'd say for a first time director yeah this is a this is a great effort you know this is a great showing right and um you know you can see it tomorrow so it is showing at midday um, from 2 o'clock tomorrow at the uh, BFI South Bank So, yeah, people, you know, give it a, um, maybe give it a go there But if you can't, right If you, you know, unfortunately you're not able to uh, get to the cinema to see it um, Yeah, it's fine because it will be out Later in the year You know, so it should be hitting um, I think it's out on I think it's coming out in December You know, I think that's when it is You know, it's getting its large release Around, you know, Christmas Day And then uh, circulating online in January so, um, yeah, that is a one night in Miami. Hmm. Okay. So decided to, um, do a little Pixar action and checked out soul. So, uh, this is directed by, well, it's co-directed. Right by Peter Doctor and Kemp Powers. It's produced by Dana Murray, written by Doctor Powers and Mike Jones. The music, the music people. So we have not only got Jean Baptiste. But also Trent Reznor and Attica Ross. So, yo, I just just like Baptiste on his own, we we were gonna get something special, or just Reznor and Ross on their own. But mix the three together, <laughs> people, right? Enough said. So the cinematography is Matt Asbury and Ian Megiban. And we have got a tremendous cast. Okay, so we've got Jamie Foxx as Joe Gardner. 
a um, you know a passionate music teacher. We've got Tina Fey as twenty two. We got Questlove as Curly, a drummer in Joe's band. Phyllis Rashad as Joe's mother. David Diggs as Paul, Joe's neighborhood nemesis. Angela Bassett as Dorothy Williams, a respected jazz musician. Richard Ayayada as Jerry, an abstract soul counselor. Graham Norton as Moonwind, a spiritual sign twirler. And we've also got Cody Chestnut, who plays a guitarist, and John Ratzenberger. Okay, so, um, yeah, that is, um, that's the cast, people. And so the gist of this film is this. Joe Gardner, a music teacher who loves his, who lives for his art. Just as his professional career is about to take off, a fateful mishap finds him embarking on an unexpected journey of self-discovery to the great before, an incredible place where new souls are born, unfolding across a series of beautifully realised worlds. Soul takes a refreshing look at how we become ourselves. Yeah, there we go, people. Like, man, you know, it's just, you know, a universe that is as smart and life affirming as it is funny and exciting. That's what we get with this, you know? And, yeah, it is. Just captivating. It really is captivating. I think from you know we start the film off with um you know Joe in his school class and he he's teaching them right and they're playing instruments and everything like that. Some are better than others, and then this one girl, you know, she starts to play. And then she's getting into it. She she stands and she's really just losing herself in the music. But then she realises, gets self-conscious and everyone laughs at her. And Joe's just like, yo, what the fuck are you doing? I mean, they're little kids. He doesn't exactly say that. Maybe I'm not verbatim people. But he's just like, yo, no, 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 no. Like, what she did isn't wrong. And he, like... Relate his first experience You know where his dad took him to a jazz club You know and that's how he fell in love With music And that story That story is so just like Yeah it captures it It really does It, it, it It's this perfect It's this perfect Rendition of something that kind of shows the connective tissue between us and an experience, right? Us and music, 
us and the thing that then drives our lives. You know, and that was just a perfect way to start the film. And it's funny because we have this, right? And then there's a knock at the door and it's the headmistress. And she's like, Joe, great news. And she gives him a full-time position. A contract for a full-time position at the school. Which is big, right? It's big. Insurance, holidays, just security. But it's not quite what Joe wants. Not quite what he wants. Right? But, you know, he's speaking with his mum. And it's something that she wants. Right? Because... You know, his dad was a musician, so she's been through it all. And she, you know, she's just like, Joe, you need, you know, you can put it all to rest now. You have a full-time job. You've got this thing now. You can live your life. And it's Joe, it's just this thing that's competing with it. But he gets a phone call. Gets a phone call, which is, you know, the break he's been waiting for. The break he's been waiting for. And, um, yeah, he goes, he does this thing, and it's all gravy. But we, we see him leaving, and, oh, my God. Right, then the next few minutes is... Whew, it's got you on the edge of your fucking See, It's like, I'm just gasping. Right, because he's running across roads and he's doing all this reckless shit. And he's just like, <gasps> you know what I mean? You're just like, God damn it, Joe. Slow the fuck down. Slow down, Joe. Right? And, and then when this thing happens, I'm just like, it just caught me off guard. I'm just like, what the fuck? You know, and then I realized, oh shit, I'm in the cinema. <laughs> and I've just said that out loud. Damn it. But uh, you know what? The, the thing that. Just in this opening, I don't know, like 20 minutes of the film, right? One thing that really comes home to you is just how beautifully rendered this is. Right? It's just the classroom scene, the shop, the New York streets. It all looks incredible. The jazz club, right? All looks great, but all have a you know their own unique voices. I think that's the big thing here. It's not just a uniform look, right? It's it's not just like okay, so we're gonna create a cartoon and it's gonna look like this. I don't know why I use that voice. I have no clue, but that's what I did, people. So live with it. All right, but yeah, no. They, you can see the care, you can see the love that went into all of this, because it all just breathes, right, it's all, you know, has this essence to it, and it's great, right, it's this that really brings it to life for you, it really kind of draws you in, and also, one really important thing about this, because it's something that irritates me a lot about cartoons, animation, right? 
It's because you get all these big stars to be in it. And you just feel they're just being themselves. Right? You're just like, oh, it's Will Smith. Oh, it's, you know, blah, blah, blah. It's blah, blah, blah. It's Tim Allen. It's blah, blah, blah. You know? And it's just like, where's the acting? Right? Where's the acting? Where are them selling me on this character? Because I'm looking at a character that's dressed like an elf, but it's just that person. Yo, that fish is just Will Smith. And you're just like, ugh. But this, we get acting. You know, and that is very important. It's very fucking important to me, man. You know? And it's great. And we just, just the, all the effects are tremendous. There is this one effect where we've got Joe falling. And it's rendered so well. It is because not only do we get the sense of goddamn falling, right? Which, you know, kind of unsettling. But just the visuals of it all, it's just tremendous. Right? It really is. And on top of this, we got the music. Right, so we got Baptiste in New York, and then in this other realm, in the great before, we got Atticus and uh, yeah, Ross. And listen, right, when you've heard them play so many times, there's this distinctive sound. Now, it's not to say everything sounds the same, no, it does not. But when you hear something from them, you know it's from them. And it's just joyful. It really is. It makes you smile. And what they chose, like, just everything works. Baptiste's stuff works so well. Their stuff works so well. It's just joyful. It really is. It's just like, ah, oh, man, made me so goddamn happy. Made me so goddamn happy. And we're watching all of this and everything is just playing out and it's just like, ah, oh, very good. And so we have all, like, all the other effects, like the souls. You know, the souls are great, right? They're a little bit cutie, some, well, some of them. But it doesn't, you know, it doesn't feel like it's cloying, like it's, you know, Created to be a toy Like, you know, it's not a baby Yoda Let's just say that, people Okay? But um, don't tell people I said that Because I know That that can hit a nerve <laughs> Sit in the wrong room, you know what I mean? But, uh, yeah Like, everything is just Rendered so well Like, the, the counsellors God damn Because the counsellors are something completely fucking different Right, so this is a Pixar film, people, and there is a Pixar look. Right now, again, it's not to say every feature looks the same, but there is this defined look. Right, there's this, you know, essence to an a Pixar piece that you can go, oh shit, that's Pixar, man. Yeah, 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 yeah I get that. But this new thing they've added, these counsellors, it's not typical Pixar, something fucking else. 
And it's insane, right? It's insane. But it works so goddamn well. Oh my god. Just the juxtaposition of the traditional with this new thing. Oh, <laughs> people, we got a goddamn story here. Right? We got a living, breathing goddamn story, and it is fantastic. People, it is fantastic. Right? God damn. And then on top of all of this, all of this amazing just visual, we got the story itself, right? The story itself, there is this, you know, search for life, right? It's search for life, it's it's the search for purpose, it's the search for belonging, It's a search for love In its essence, in its core Right? It's the love of music It's the love of playing It's the love of life It's the love of living And all of this It's there And you're like, oh shit Because, you know We have someone In Joe That believed that Hey If only I can make it only I can make it I was born to play music Right, that's the thing And then he gets the opportunity And he thinks he's lost it And now he's trying to get it back But on top of all of this Joe has always thought that he's This certain type of person But in Then in the search To get the music back It's that understanding that Oh, maybe I wasn't living, right? Maybe I I was missing out on shit. You know, I thought, right, I was doing this certain thing and I was doing it well, you know? Hey, I'm a stand-up motherfucker, right? I'm doing, you know, I'm treating people with respect. I'm like, yeah, we're having great conversations. I can have great conversations, yeah, this person wants to talk about jazz. I love talking about jazz, right? But then it's just like, oh, is there more? Well, I was missing out. Like, I wasn't doing this thing. Oh, damn. So you have that. Now, what do you do with that, right? What do you do with the realization that what you thought was great, what you thought you were doing so goddamn well, you realise that, yeah, you kind of messed that shit up, I mean, you kind of missed the boat, you kind of let things slip by you, oh, my days, right, so we have all of this, and now we've got 22, so 22, 22 doesn't really fit in, 22 is that, Lost That lost sheep You know the person that's just like I don't know where I fit in life Right I don't have a place I don't have a gang I don't have a clique I don't have a crew Where are my people Where's my support system And they're looking for that shit And you're trying to help them Right You're trying to help them But then it's just like Yeah Okay, well, you didn't do that on your own. I helped you. 
right? You want where's my credit for helping that person do that thing, right? And ugh, they're not quite doing it the way I want them to do it. So it's just like we have these different things in this film, right? And it's just listen, you can't let life, you know, go by. You know, you, you might want to do a thing. But don't get completely lost in that thing to the extent where you miss out on everything else. Right? Because then what what have you got? What have you got? Right? Because so many things ain't make up this life, right? So many things make up these experiences. So, you know, like uh, for a music person to for a writer. You know, to be creative, you need to experience a lot of different things to really be able to give something whole, something different. You know, to be able to populate the canvas. So, if I'm letting life go by, am I really giving all I can? Hey, so we have this. We have all of that. We see this journey. We see this exploration. We see this understanding. And it is... It's captured so goddamn well. Right? So not only is it sweet, not only is it just heart-wrenching and sad, but lovely. Right? It's all of those things. But it's also, you know... Thought-provoking, so thought-provoking, right, and you're just like, yo, it's reflective, and you're looking at it and being like, oh, maybe I should change some shit, am I, am I Joe, am I Joe, huh, damn, I, and I think that's magical, that, you know, you can see this thing, and it can speak to you on all of these different levels, right? On, you know, the different ways in which you could be living, the ways you could be experiencing, absorbing, sharing. It's all there, people. It is all there. And it is fantastic. Soul is fantastic. It's a revelation. I have to say, I wasn't always into Pixar, you know what I mean, that early Pixar stuff, I didn't really get it, I didn't really get the buzz, you know, I went to see some things like Wall-E, you know, it's okay, I don't love it, the first Pixar film that really hit me was Up, maybe because, you know, I like a cantankerous character, (laughs) but that opening, that opening sequence just ripped my fucking heart out, but yeah, up was the first thing. Toy Story 3 next. I thought, God damn. That that film had that film had love. Right? Toy Story 4 was good, not quite as good as 3. You know? We talked about it on the pod. But this film, Soul, Soul is the first one that really just hits home. That really speaks to me on so many goddamn levels. You know? It's tremendous, people. You need to see it. You need to see it, people. You really do. Because there is so much there. Visually and just mentally. 
it, it, it's a trip. It is a trip. And you can watch it. Right? So, it is showing um, on Tuesday the 13th at the South Bank. Right? So, from 5.50, you know, there's free screenings. So, you can see it then. Um... It's also showing on the 17th at midday, or 2 o'clock. Is 2 o'clock midday? I don't even know. Maybe. Right? Prince Charles is showing on the 14th. So, yeah, there's different opportunities. But if you miss it, if you cannot see it, then, people, well, it's fine. Because, you know, due to the current situation... Disney have just said that, yeah, they're, they're, you know, they are releasing it on Disney Plus. So it will hit the internet, the interweb on the 25th. So Christmas Day, man, this is a perfect Christmas Day film. So, yeah, if you do not get to see it, don't worry, people, because your Christmas Day is going to be lit. And even if you do see it, I could watch this shit again. It was a joy, people. Really was. It was tremendous. So there you get it, people. Time to get some soul. Okay, so Supernova. Man, that was the last film of the day. It is the new film from Harry McQueen. Who, um, I mean, it's his second feature. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's his second goddamn feature. His first was Hinterland uh, back in 2014. So it's been a minute, but he's come back. And um, he wrote this one, right? Uh, yeah, it's something... Uh, I think it's, it's definitely something powerful, right, you know, it's produced by Tristan Gulliger and Emily Morgan, uh, and the film, oh, well, let's do this, music is Keaton Henson, cinematography is Dick Pope, and the film stars Colin Firth as Sam, Stanley Tucci as Tusker, James Dreyfus as Tim, Pippa Hayward as Lily, and Sarah Woodard as Sue. So the uh, the plot, the basis, the gist of this film is: after twenty years together, Sam and Tusker's blissful life has been shattered following Tusker's diagnosis with early-onset dementia. Intent on spending as much precious time together as they can, the pair travel across England in their old camper van, visiting loved ones and returning to special places from their past. But as Sam and Tusker's trip progresses, they are forced to confront the grave reality of their situation. Rifts begin to emerge as they look at what the future may hold. 
there you go people there you go now it's you know it's weird it's every goddamn festival man damn you london film festival there is always those films that just mess with you i think last year it was blackbird right and um yeah <laughs> now we have this you know but i kind of feel there's been a few this year <laughs> You know, the, fest- the format has changed, but they're still giving you those films that dig into your goddamn spirit. So, I think, you know, from the beginning, you get that sense of their relationship. You know, because we, I don't think we know. Maybe it was mentioned, I'm not quite sure, on how long Tusker has been ill. Right? But they, they've seen it progress. You know, and we have them talking. So they're, in, they're driving, they're in the van, and they're having this conversation. And I think, that, you know, it's an innocuous scene. It's a simple scene. Right? But I think it's always pivotal that you can gauge a relationship. You can gauge a situation from a conversation. So when a film, TV, whatever it is, you know, when they can't get that, when they can't get that right, it's really hard to invest. It's really hard to, you know, kind of just emphasize with the film, with what's happening, believe in the story. You know, it is a conversation, it, it can't feel like people are reading lines or cue cards. You know, it, it you have to have this emotional core as its essence. You have to have those kind of pauses, those, oh God, you're saying that line again. You know what I mean? Just all of that. That has to be there. And so from the giddy up, when we have this interaction, you kind of, you're like, okay, here we go. You know, I'm in this shit. And um, so, yeah, they're kind of talking. And there's straight away we have this moment. They stop off. Right. They stop off. Um, yeah. Sam's going to get by some provisions. And um, Tusker's in the van with their dog. And he comes back. Tusker's not there. Right, and he's you know he's frantic. He's looking. He's looking, and um, then then he finds him. And I don't know if someone called him to let him know, but he, you know, or it's you know maybe find my phone, all of that. But he finds him, and um, yeah, it was just that moment. It was the fear, the relief, the relief, and. I think with something like this as well, you've got to kind of have it both ways, right? 
Because you understand that someone is ill And so it's everything that they're going through But then it's their their partner, their loved ones It's how it affects them too So you need to be able to see those both You know, competing elements When I say competing, they're not you know, I feel sad, I feel sadder No, 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 no But it's these two things that are happening at exactly the same time You know And we need to see that You need to feel that And that seemed really powerful because you get it You get it And even in the moment where you just see through the screen The windscreen of the van so we just see them embrace And just that goddamn embrace Because it's one of those ones where someone You know, gives you that big hug Like, oh my god, I'm so relieved And then the other person You know, they're just scared And then they wrap their arms around As well, just like Oh, goddamn And you got that, and it's just like Oh Fuck <laughs> We have you know, We are Gonna get into this man God damn Because this is the first I don't know 10 minutes So imagine that shit Right The film is just over an hour and a half So you know Oh we got time <laughs> We got time for more You know what I mean Just intense feelings right here So yeah That was it And you know It was just Man, the film is just powerful in, in in just the way it conveys everything. And on top of all of this, we have this lovely landscapes. So we kind of get these cutaways to these fields and mountains. And, you know, it's just the automic, 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 you know, the autumn time. You know, those colours, that colour scheme, that's what we see. And yeah, so that's, you know, we have this loveliness, but then we have this film dealing with, you know, love, loss, sadness, you know, and it's just like, ugh, damn, damn. But yeah, you know, as the story says, it, 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 it's them... Yes, it's realigning the compass, you know? Right, you feel me? Because there's times when you've done something, right? You may have done it on your own, you do it with your partner. But then over time, you kind of, that memory becomes a little hazy. Becomes a little like, huh, what did we do there? How did I do that? What actually happened? So... Sometimes you go you go do it again, right? And it then brushes away the cobwebs and you're like, oh god damn it, yeah. I remember it was over there. Ah oh, and when I remember that moment and the sun hit that and it was magnificent and it was great. And so yeah, that's what they're doing. They're realigning the compass, man. They're getting everything back. And that's just you understand that These like All of these things it, It's so relatable It's so Oh I feel you 
I get that. That makes so much sense. Right? And it's not done in a highfalutin way, you know, it's all verbose and be like, ah, well, you know, blah, 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 blah. No, it, it, it's on that raw emotional level that just hits home, really hits home. Like, the fascinating thing is, I think when you're dealing with couples, right, when you're dealing with people that... Are meant to love each other And when it's old love And I don't mean love between old people But it's the couple being together for a For, a, you know what I mean? A duration Right? Because I think it's easier to show new love Right? Where you've just met And you're just feeling giddy and yay But to show that old love You know what I mean? That Takes something That's some skill And it's just like Huh You know what I mean How did they do that shit Right How long did uh, Firth and Tukey Spend together What was that process Because everything is Very believable Just from the kiss The embrace you know, just the, the way they hold each other All of that All of that You look at it and you think God damn it Those motherfuckers have lived Yeah, okay? That's the love that you want Right? That's the situation where people know you That well Yeah That's it And that's what we saw Right? That's what's depicted And it's just... Mm. So I think when you're making a film about dementia, right? You you there's things that kind of you should address, you should show, and that yeah, you know, McQueen does give us that because you know it's not just about becoming ill, right? But it's you're being invaded, right? This is a hostile takeover, you know? Like, you don't want this shit. There's no way of fighting it off. There's no goddamn way of fighting it off, right? You're told, oh, you live a healthy life. You do all of this, and you'll be great. You'll be good. And then something doesn't get the motherfucking memo, Right? Dementia doesn't know this And so it creeps in It gets its motherfucking hooks in you And it slowly Slowly eats you away Like a goddamn parasite So you have that Right? And how the fuck do you convey that? Right? But then it's also Man It's like you're losing control You know And it's just You're losing control of your mind Right You're losing control of your fucking mind You're losing control of your body Your, your motor functions It's just All going And some days Are worse than others Right That's just some terrible shit but on top of that, you're losing 
you're losing love, right? And you both know it. You both know that this motherfucking love is fleeting. And we all know love is fleeting, but it's in the respect of, you know, death is there, right? Or maybe they meet someone else. So you have these things that you're already contending with, but then this, like this. So it's about clinging on, trying to find a way to sustain it, trying to find a way to get those extra miles. And yeah, McQueen gives us all of that. Just all of that. There's some raw conversations. There's some really raw fucking conversations. There's this one at dinner, you know, at which is just like, ugh, damn. And it's interesting as well, right? Because there, there's a party and something happens at the party, right? And um, you you then have to think, okay, so what's going to happen now? You know I mean, Where, how are they going to take this shit forward? So then, when the conversation happens, it's just like, oh, how the fuck is this going to go? Because this could, hey, there's a, a, a couple of ways this is going to go, right? So it's just like, oh, what's going to, you know. How is this going to happen, man? Actually, there's probably three ways. Yeah, I'd say there's three ways. Um, so we see that play out. Right? We see all of that play out. And, and from that moment, it's just how do we move on? Right? How do we move on? And we know, we know because there's the piano. Right, so when you wake up to this thing, yeah, you know what that is, you know what that, and so nothing else really has to be vocalized, nothing else has to really be vocalized. Like, there is a conversation, you know, but it's like, yeah, everything that needed to be said was said in that moment. And I think as an audience member, as someone looking in, you understand that, you know, so that, that was very big. That was just a, 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 a kind of, you know, this great, this great piece of theatre, this great piece of art, this compassionate, compassionate moment. Between them. You know, so that's just like, ah, oh, man. God damn it. But yeah, just so much power. You know, really so much power going through this. At 1.2, she says, um, I'm becoming a passenger, but I'm not a passenger. And you're just like, Yeah, that sums it up really, doesn't it? That does sum it up. But, um, yeah, people. Friggin' supernova, right? Goddamn supernova. 
It's um, yeah. They, they look. Everyone involved does a tremendous job. You know, just Firth and Tucci. Ain't it? Listen, these motherfuckers are veterans, right? We have seen them in so many different types of roles. And, uh, yeah, they really just knock it out of the park. You know, they really do their goddamn thing. And, uh, yeah, it's tremendous to see. And the supporting cast as well, they do a fantastic job. You know, because it's just these little moments throughout the film that help. And, yeah, they really do. They really do well. So, people, you can see this. You can see this all the way up until the 18th, the last day of the festival. Right? But you're going to have to bump around, right? So, it is showing at the BFI tomorrow. Right, Monday evening, you've got three different showings on Monday evening. It's also there on Wednesday the 14th. You've got three midday showings. Right? Um, it's then showing in Nottingham on the 18th. It's at the uh, Cine Lumiere. Um, the Curzon Mayfair tomorrow at nine. Um, yeah, it's at home in Manchester tomorrow, eight forty. Um, and the Prince Charles. So the Prince Charles on the eighteenth. It's showing there just after eight. So um, yeah. People, you still have to. You, there's still this opportunity, so um, I highly recommend you doing it. Oh, Bristol, you've got a showing on the 14th. Okay, so yeah, I recommend people going and finding this film because it is very good. It is, it, yeah, it, it it is very good. But if you can't see it within the festival. You will then be able to watch it from the 20th of November. Okay. But yeah. See it as soon as you can. Because it is good. It is a very good film. So yeah. There you have it people. Supernova. Okay people. So there you have it. There you have it. Three completely different films. You know. One Night in Miami. Soul and Supernova But I feel that um, they, they all had that connective tissue Of relationships You know Dealing with I think like Love, trust, respect So that was all there In all three of those films people So I hope you enjoyed it Hope that was useful to you um, and listen, I say it every time, but people, check the BFI website, you know, there's, there's stuff happening every day, right, it's playing on the iPlayer, you've got talks on YouTube, as well as the iPlayer, it's an experience, people, and there's still screenings in actual cinemas as well, so if you want to venture out, 
You know, you want to do that? You can, people. But act now before everything's sold out, okay? So, people, thank you for tuning in. And we will see you again tomorrow. All right? Peace.